welcome to the Elect Club podcast, bringing you dating and well-being advice from London. Okay, so today I'm talking to Pippa. Now, Pippa is a personal mind trainer and clinical hypnotherapist, and she is based on the beautiful island of Mallorca. She's going to be talking to us this afternoon about motivation, procrastination, and how she's helping people achieve their goals, regardless of what's happening in the outside world. So, hi Pippa, thank you so much for joining us. Hello, Jelani. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. So, um, tell us a little bit about life in Mallorca at the moment. How are things over there for you guys? Well, we have, we have, it's a semi-lockdown here, so we've got no bars and restaurants open. Right. Um, things are very quiet out there on the streets, but we've got the, the kids are still in school, so we're not doing homeschooling like last time, so that's a big relief. But um, yeah, it's certainly very quiet out there, and we've got, of course, Brexit, so we've got no flights coming from England anymore either, um, and we've also had a lot of storms recently too, so um, we've been triple whammied this last couple of weeks. <laughs> are people able to meet in any way socially or are you all very much video calling and, and staying at home yeah no we've been we've been told to stay in our family units in our family bubbles right okay. so yeah so we can't we can't officially meet unless you're bumping into somebody when you're walking the dog and um, that's about that's about as far as it goes other than that it's zooms and video calls and um, where the businesses are still open so you can still see people in your offices and things like that it's a bit strange really but yeah there we go and have you got the social distancing and masks at work when people do, uh, yeah, we, do. We, do. Yeah. we have to wear the masks and um, certainly in my office we've got every, everybody's got the mask and you know they're going around and they're finding people and they're checking and they're they're, they're really on it so Uh, Okay, so you're doing some brilliant work at the moment with clients and I guess you have um, clients in Mallorca but you also have some international clients I imagine Um, and you're doing brilliant work with keeping people focused on their goals and I know that you've started a workshop so tell us a little bit about um, what led you to focusing on this particular area of work and how you're helping people right now. Okay. Well, I mean, for me, I, I do work with lots of issues and, you know, a range of things. But at the moment, and certainly, certainly since Christmas, we had so many requests and uh, calls from people. And everybody seems to be concerned with motivation at the moment because, you know, it's, it's, it's all about the reasons that we do things, isn't it? And, you know, at the end of the day, when you're not going out and you're not mixing and mingling and you can't do sports and, and things like that, the same as before, it, it does affect the mentality and it does, it can feel demotivating. And just because we're home and we're stuck in, there's still so much that we can do. And it's, it's a real time to go inside and to start, you know, doing other projects sometimes and working on other projects. So uh, for me, I thought uh, it's very good to do workshops at the moment. I can get people together. It's, it's social. Uh, they get to meet like-minded people and they get to practice using some of the techniques And because basically um, 
You can read as many self-help books as you like. You can watch as many videos on YouTube. But as I was saying, it's like learning to swim from a book. And you just can't do it. You can't, you can't uh, master the technique without physically doing it out there in the real world. Yeah, and it's amazing that you're actually offering people a really safe place to connect with others um, and have your guidance and you helping to motivate them because we're having to motivate ourselves very much at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. From the minute we get up, aren't we? It's kind of, okay, how, how am I going to structure my day? How am I going to make it different? How am I going to do something that actually makes me feel as though I'm achieving something? And here, where the weather has been very samey and very grey a lot of the time it's actually getting hard to remember you know the days are are kind of blurring into one so something will have happened the day before and a lot of us are finding it hard (laughs) to remember was that yesterday or was that the day before because it all gets so samey so being able to connect with a group that actually just reminds you um to stay accountable it's an event as well it's an occasion it's something to turn up for yeah Something to look forward to and there's little challenges in between as well so you know it, it it gives people things to focus on and working on yourself in these times is is really convenient really you don't actually get an opportunity like this normally when, when you're home and you've got the space and you've got the time to really think about things yeah. to think about what you want to do and to think about um, how you want to do it it's very rare because when we're out there and we're working and we're running around we we just don't have that opportunity we don't have that time and as soon as lockdown's finished and everybody's out there again you know that's when people realize oh those days when everything was a bit slower we had the opportunity then to, to to do something different and to grow in a different way yeah we've had a lot of the distractions removed haven't we and I think particularly for single people who are looking for relationships it's so important that you are connected to yourself and you're feeling whole when you go into a relationship so it is a great time to work on that um and being able to access that kind of um support online is just so important to people at the moment so um what are you finding reasons people are giving you for struggling with motivation at the moment? Well, I mean, one of the biggest ones really is that that losing their reason, losing their, you know, when you get up and you, you're going somewhere, you might, you might put your makeup on and you might do your hair and get dressed up and go out. And it's, it's for a lot of people, it, it gives, there's, there's that centre to it, there's that emotional orbit, you know. Yeah. Without that, they can lose sight of the reasons that, you know, they're looking after themselves, the reasons for not falling off the wagon with the diets, for example, the reasons for sticking with the exercise, um, and just generally looking after themselves. So all, all of that, without the reasoning there, tends to sort of waver off track. So to stay in touch with the reasons why they're doing things, and to get in touch with that, you, you have to have an emotional energy to drive you. Yeah. And that, whether that's excitement, whether that's, um, you know, passion, whether that's joy, wh- whatever that emotional reason is for getting up and doing things. If people have lost that emotional energy, there's nothing to drive them anymore. There's nothing to, to get out of bed and, and do something. 
about that. You just it's you're lost. You're you're like a ship wandering at sea, you know. Yeah, and I guess if you're completely alone, um, that's really hard to find that emotional drive. Um, you know, if it's been going on for some time and you've very much got into um, a, a very isolated state mentally and emotionally. So, um, yeah, it's so important for us to be able to unlock that and to have our own goals. I mean, I've definitely been guilty of the overeating thing. First lockdown, no. This lockdown, yes. Like a custard tart mid-morning, some kind of pudding-y thing with lunch and ice cream at night. As you know, And they're all kind of just feeding this feeling, like, oh, I need a treat, you know, I need something. Um, which is why we've taken that in hand this week. And, yeah, it's about motivating yourself, isn't it, and remembering, okay, I don't want to come out of this unrecognisable. Yeah. Well, it's not just about that. So, I mean, there's, there's there's techniques and there's ways that you can just reconnect with that why, you know. You can you have to go there in your mind and you have to really imagine what it's like to to be at that end goal and, you know, to, to be if, – if it's a goal to be slimmer or to feel healthier or to just feel really good about yourself – just taking the time to imagine that fully yeah. and to really get in touch with what that feels like is, is enough to, to reignite that spark and to get you going, you know. Um, but, I mean, there, there's a lot to it, really, isn't there? There's the other side of it as well. There's the physical side. You know, are you getting enough sleep? And if you – it's like a car, for example. So if, you, if you've got a car and you want to get in a car and go on a journey somewhere, if you've got – engine trouble or you've not put enough fuel in it you, you can't really hope to get there and looking after our bodies and you know not filling up with junk food and making sure that we're getting enough rest and that we're listening to the parts of us that may be a little bit disgruntled and finding out what they need and what they really need underneath that's that's the important thing to keep that car in in good condition and good shape yeah so we can get there, so what do you say to people because I know a lot of people are struggling with sleep um which you mentioned what do you say to people that are talking to you and are saying I just you know I can't switch off I'm you know I'm worried I've got business worries I've you know I've got nobody around to talk to necessarily I'm watching the news and it's frightening the life out of me how on earth am I expected to lay down and you know kind of cuddle up to my pillow and fall asleep so what are you saying to those people I mean, well, for a start, I'd say cut the plug off the telly because okay. <laughs> the news is, I mean, if, if we're watching the news, it really is. It's, it's a one-sided thing and it's, it's totally out of control. There's nothing you can personally do about any of these things that you're watching on the news. So uh, really being aware of what you're watching, who you're talking to, and... Um, the things you're reading and picking up and, and what you're giving your mind to do in the day obviously is going to make a big difference at night. So that's one little thing. And then there's other things as well, the, the physical side of it, you know, making sure you've got a good bedtime routine and not lying there and worrying at night because that's one of the worst things you can do. The, the best thing is to, to get up and walk around again and, and maybe write things down. That, that's a very, very big help people who are struggling to sleep because when you're thinking about things it's like they're on a loop yeah they're going round and round and round and then when you write them down you, you can be surprised to find out that there's just a few things there and when they're in a list format 
you know, it, it, it gives you more clarity. Get it out of the mind and into something tangible where you can start to think about what you're going to do about these things, you know. That's a really good idea. So you would list them. These yeah, list them. are going round and round obsessively. List them and then you might see that there's five things and you work exactly. out. Okay, think how about what you're going to do about them, you know, yeah. to think of it in a proactive way because if you're lying there stressed, you've got um, stress chemicals flowing through you and it's very difficult to see all the possibilities when you've got those chemicals. It's They just make you focus on panicking and, and running away or, you know, fighting with things and to open your mind up a little bit and see what's really there get it out get it down and then go back to bed you know meditations are fantastic bedtime meditations they're, they're very very good ways to switch off the mind right and to, uh, we have lots of lovely techniques with hypnosis you know where you find the most relaxed part of your body and then you spread it around and, and, you know, get the body relaxed and then the mind does tend to follow. Yeah, yeah, no, I completely agree. And then I think actually having made your list and if you can find some positive ways forward, you're probably going to exchange those stress hormones that are flowing for some feel-good ones. Exactly. And, well, that's it. It's, it's that feeling of empowerment, knowing that you can do something about this. You know, it's... Very often, it's when we feel powerless and we feel like we've got no choice. That's that's when we really start to feel hopeless and low. Yeah. So it's really important to remind yourself that everything is a choice. From the minute you get up and you get out of bed and you put your feet on the floor, everything you do is a choice from that moment. And you can make one wrong choice. This is the thing with habits. You know, you can decide, oh, today I'm I'm not going to you know do my workout. And then from there, it becomes one bad choice after the other. Yeah. And before you know it, you've got to the end of the day and you've not done anything that you wanted to do or anything that's productive. Yeah. So it's learning to stop that process. And so if you make one wrong choice, that's okay. That's fine. It's just one wrong choice. But, you know, to be able to redirect yourself and to get back on track. And, and you know, things shouldn't really feel like an effort. If, if, if things are feeling like an effort, it's because we're telling ourselves something negative about the task or negative about whatever it is we've got to do. And you've got to think if you're telling yourself something negative about it, you're not leaving room for anything else. You're not leaving space for it to turn out well or even for a possibility that you're going to enjoy something. Yeah. I think, um, I think probably the thing that we're battling with and I'm, I'm guessing it's probably similar there, is um, there's such a weight at the moment. It seems like just an absolute bombarding with negativity that you then have to kind of keep picking yourself up to that positive place and saying, you know, I'm going to shake all that off. And you have to do that several times a day often um, because, you know, if you're in business um, or you've got vulnerable family members, sometimes you can't help but have to try to follow what's going on. Um, and so I guess that's what's that's the, the biggest challenge now, isn't it, for us, that we're, we're almost being given this backdrop of panic and negativity. And we have to find this internal strength continually to lift ourselves up and, and motivate ourselves. And as you said, it's very easy to give yourself a day where you think, I'm tired, so I am just going to retreat. But it doesn't make you feel good. 
So it's fighting against that, isn't it? Well, if you're talking about the guilt, because, you know, if you, if you feel guilty for having those days, that's, you know, it, it's something that you have to understand that there's a reason that you're wanting to have those days. So if you want to have a day where you're just watching Netflix and, you know, you don't get out of your pyjamas for the day and you that's all fine to do that. You know, you need to be kind to yourself. You think, well, that's okay because, you know, obviously there's something in me that needs this right now. But I would say one of the most important things that we forget with all motivation and getting things done and all of these things is that you need a trigger. You need something. You can't rely on just everything running internally all the time. So you need to have systems in place that make life easy for yourself. So external triggers that remind you, like you're saying, when you're having those down moments, something that just kicks you out of it. So it could be anything from writing yourself a message on the mirror in the bathroom so that every time you walk in, you know, there's something written up there that, that reminds you of, of, that you do have choices and, you know, what, what else could you be thinking? What else could you be doing? Or even just affirmations, things that make you feel good and remind you that you're, you know, you're worth it and that you have value and that there's lots of things in life that you can, can be grateful for, yeah. even if you forget that from moment to moment. Post-it notes around the house. You can even do little audio um, messages to yourself that, you know, come on like it with an alarm. Or I, I say this with people with eating a lot as well, you know, the mindful eating and the pausing to check whether you're full and when people have a problem with it and they, they can't stop eating, one of the best ways to interrupt that is to just have something on the phone that goes off after a few minutes, just to remind them to stop and pause because we get lost in these automatic behaviours, don't we? I think more so now than ever because we're just wandering around the house, you know, so I think the self, you know, keeping the self-discipline up is um, a challenge. So being kind to yourself, obviously, super, super important, but also not going into complete child mode, you know, where it's kind of like, <laughs> I will just do what I want today. Um, yeah, it's, it's good to have, have like, a, I know we have our telephones and we have everybody's number in the telephone these days, don't we? Which mm. is all nice and well and good, but, you know, there's it, it's a good idea if you're on your own to make a, a list of people that you know are there for you, that you can call and stick it on the fridge, stick their names and their numbers up because just walking in and seeing that lets you know that they're there if you need to, if you want to reach out and call somebody, you know, they're in front of you. I think we cannot underestimate the value of, of leaving triggers and visual reminders for ourselves and, and to put them out there for us to see. Yeah, and I think... Um a great way to get out of it as well is just to um, reach out to somebody and arrange to have a video call because you can't, you know, you genuinely can feel as though you're sitting in a coffee shop or, you know, it might not be uh, quite as, <laughs> you might, you know, you might not have had so much reason to dress up and it might not be quite as exciting, but just talking to someone else to get you out of your own head, I think yeah. it's really important. Um, and I think people are getting good at that getting better at that because a lot of us were quite afraid of video calls before but now we're actually realizing it's a great way to a lot of people didn't know what zoom was you know it's no. like wow <laughs> yeah 
And it doesn't have to just, you know, you can still meet new people and it's actually really enriching. And at the beginning of lockdown, I had a few calls with people that um, I didn't know at all. And it was just so nice. You know, it was just a fresh perspective and getting to know somebody different. So I think, yeah, it's very important for us um, just to keep that connection going, isn't it? It is. um, I've got clients there, you know, that are living by themselves and they they have every Friday night, some of them have like a DJ group and one of them DJs and the others are all all listening and, and, you know, having their own little party at home by themselves, but but they're all together on Zoom and they're all together with the audio. And and then I've got, you know, other clients, there's another one that does, um, they do little parties every week between themselves so you know if, if you've got a group of friends it's it, it's still you can still get together and still do something you know and it, it just means when this all ends everybody's going to be so much more appreciative of being able to just get out there and, and actually physically see each other and certainly with dating I think you know the advantage of it is if you're dating somebody and you, you're apart you, you you can't be as intimate with each other and, you know, you can build the relationship up and strengthen the relationship with getting to know each other really well on that friendship level. Yeah, yeah. So, um, obviously, one of the things that you look at in your workshop is procrastination. Why do we do that? Why do we, why do we sabotage ourselves by making excuses yeah. Well, you've got to think. So it's it's back to energy again, really. So if you think, you know, water just loves to roll downhill, doesn't it? And electric will always take that path of least resistance. And so there's many reasons that we procrastinate. One of the biggest ones is that we, we think about doing something and we imagine ourselves doing it and we have that moment of discomfort. Mm, yeah. And yeah, when so one of the biggest things is to, to, to go there and imagine yourself sitting down to do something or standing up, whatever it is that you're about to do that you've been avoiding, and to recognize what that emotion is, what, what, what's coming up. When you think about doing that, is it anxiety? Is it fear? Is it, you know, and to explore what's underneath that. Often it's because we feel we're not capable of doing the task in some way. Yeah. Or we're worried about the judgment that's on the other side, you know. Um, right. Worried about failing or feeling a failure. There's, there's a lot of reasons, a lot of a lot of things that run underneath it. And if you address in that moment the reasons, and you can rationalise the reasons a little bit more, and face face up to what's underneath in a, you know, a kind and caring and encouraging way with yourself. Yeah. And it really does help. And to imagine yourself doing it well as well, you know, to actually imagine enjoying it. We have to keep things under a level where it feels like work. Because the minute something starts to feel like work is the minute we start to procrastinate, the minute we start to put things off, get distracted, reach for the phone, you know, mm-hmm. you, you go to do something and then the next minute you're on Facebook or you, you know, you're, you're looking through things on YouTube or, and you're wandering off. And that's part of you that's just not into the task 
So the first thing to do is explore that a little bit more. So what is it you're afraid of? Um, I mean, one of the things I put off is calling anywhere where I need to speak to um, somebody and, and I know I'm going to be on hold for a long time and I'm probably going to be passed from department to department and I'm probably not going to get the answer I need and I put it off and I put it off, you know, until the point where I really need to make the call. Otherwise, um, you know, the situation isn't going to be good. And I think it's just... Um, I have to find a way to turn that around to think, mm-hmm. okay, it doesn't matter if I feel as though I've wasted an hour and a half of my day. I got no I to do it. A couple of things going on there, isn't there? Because the first thing is that you you you're taking some past experiences. Yeah. And you're already projecting into the future and you're already imagining this chain of events that's going to be so horrible. You know, and there's absolutely no way we can ever motivate ourselves with a negative thing. Right. You, you know, you can't, you can't imagine going out. If you're, if you're thinking you're going to go out running, for example, and you're imagining yourself out there sweating and out of breath and uncomfortable, you know, there's absolutely no way you're going to want to do it. Mm, yeah. And so that, that is what's going on on one level. But on the other level, just as you say, you, you've got this other side where in that situation, there's something about it that feels like the worst thing in the world to you. So, you know, like you say, is it the waste of time? Is that what it is? Um, oh, well, I guess just because, um, yeah, I'm going on past experiences where I've I've kind of um, spent an hour, hour and a half, two hours on hold, you know, in the last year. So, you know, you're constantly told, is, is the weight's going to be yeah and then when you finally get through to somebody um I mean I had a lot of money um taken from my account and it just took forever you know it was a fraud case it took forever I was spending so long on the phone I was getting nowhere and each time I would be passed on it would be that thing where somebody says how can I help you you know even though you spent 45 <laughs> minutes talking to the previous person and I just, this, I just always think, oh no! If I've got to make a call, it might be a really straightforward thing, but I'm probably going to have to put aside an hour, two hours. I'm going to have to be prepared to just constantly um, retell the story and be passed around. Um, but yeah, I have to find a way to kind of um, lose that and just get on with it and get it out the way, rather than put these things. These will be the last things that I'll do out of my to-do list and I'll push them for as long as I can before I actually um, brace well, myself. Of course, naturally, that makes perfect sense that you're avoiding yeah. it. You've mm. got all that, all that going on in your mind. Yeah. But, you know, a really good way to get out there is to take a baby step. And we almost have to prove ourselves wrong. So, you know, it, it, it becomes, if you can approach it as more of a game Yeah. and you choose to make a phone call that you you know at the back of your mind is more likely to go well than not go well and start there and you can show yourself a different experience yeah and as soon as you have that contact with that different experience it's what you then go on to think after it's happened that then makes a big difference so you know you put the phone down and instead of thinking oh thank god that's over with oh, wow, that, that was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. It went really well. And those seconds after we've done something, the light that we put on on the feeling after yeah. we've done something 
is what then decides what you will go on to do in the future. Yeah. So you can train yourself to, after you've done something, you know, a little bit out of the ordinary or something that perhaps you know that you've struggled with in the past or and to make a point after each time to shine that light on it and to, to look at the highlights, the enjoyable bits. Yeah. So what would you say is your classic thing to put off? Have you got a thing that you put off or have you mastered it all? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, they're, I mean, there used to be lots of things that I put off, you know. Yeah. Um, and and there's, there's still, what I do, and this is my thing now, is I have a lot of activities and I have a lot of different interests. So when I'm doing something, if it gets to a point where I can feel myself and it's, it's not, not flowing anymore and my head isn't in it, I will change to a different activity for a while and do something that I can do well to build my, my energy levels up again and then go back to it. So the things that I would put off now are, you know, um, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's few and far between, really. I'm, I'm struggling to think of things now because I've, I've been doing this a long time and training my own mind for a long time. Yeah. And, you know, training the mind sounds like a work. It sounds like a job, and it's not really at all. It's just a mindset and the way that we view things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good to hear you're in tip-top condition. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, well, you know, you're putting me on the spot. to get back there. <laughs> I mean, I think, um, yeah, you can, we have periods of life, don't we? I think we have periods of life when we're absolutely on it and on everything. Oh, sure. We have other times where, um, yeah, we just need that bit of, we need to remind ourselves um, and, you know, take accountability for ourselves and, everything that we want to achieve and hold on to those goals. Don't let ourselves down, get the small stuff out of the way so that we can focus on the big stuff. Don't let anything become, um, you know, a task that we're putting off and then starts looming over us. You know, every time we try to give well, ourselves it gets bigger, and bigger, doesn't it? That's the thing, you know, the, the longer you put it off, it seems to grow in size <laughs> and it gets more and more formidable. And, you know, so, um, and I mean, the other thing as well is, is mm. your environment, you know, are you setting yourself up for the best success with everything that you do? Yeah. You know, if you know that it's something that you struggle with or you, you put off, then having the phone right next to you probably isn't a good idea because you're going to reach for it, you know, the first available opportunity. And setting yourself up for success is really important. So to look around your environment and think, you know, what can I add here that's going to make this task more enjoyable? Yeah. Or what can I take away that's going to make it easier to do and, and more straightforward? These are the little questions that we can get used to asking ourselves more and more. Yeah. But it's remembering. It's remembering to ask those questions before you do the task, which is why you need the, the reminders and the practice, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, um, you know, also it's it's quite a challenge to set yourself up in the best environment for a lot of people when you're sharing now your space with, you know, your children that are homeschooling and your partner that's working from home and you're all trying to find a bit of quiet space where you can do your best work. And then, 
you know, I'll decide I want to exercise and then it's where can I do, you know, where can I do that? Oh, where can I meditate? Well, so, um, yeah, we... we I mean, I had, I had a, a, an episode really like that in lockdown. You know, I was trying to work and I was on my computer and the, the children were doing the homeschool and, and, you know, they just, they wouldn't leave me alone. They were at me, they were at me, they were at me. And I ended up snapping and I felt horrible you know, really horrible afterwards. And I, I really did snap at them. And then I thought, you know what? It's it's not their fault. It's, you know, it's me that's not getting something that I need. Yeah. Again, it's it's having that self-awareness and just pausing and, and just slowing life down so that you can look at what you need. And, you know, it's easy to sit there and just have that running loop inside your mind. Oh, this is so frustrating. I can't get things done and they're in my way. And, how am I going to do it? But just taking that time out to, to think, well, actually, I might not be able to do it the way that I want to do it, but what else is possible? What other solutions can I find? You know, and, and to open that door and have a look around that way instead. Yeah, so it's very much um, what you're saying, what I'm taking from what you're saying is, you know, taking notice of what your body's telling you physically, taking notice of the way you're reacting to things taking notice of the thoughts that your mind is thinking and the barriers that you're creating for yourself and just thinking, how can I shift this? How can I change this? How can I do something that makes me feel better? And in the moment, rather than um, I'll do something that makes me feel better tomorrow or later, what I'm taking from what you're saying is it's adjusting it in the moment. Yeah, more, 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 slowing it down, being a bit more mindful is, is really, that pause is really important, finding a way to put pause in so that you can think about how you want to be acting and reacting. And that kind of thing, it just takes a little bit of practice. You know, as I, as I said, we can know that we need to do it, but until we actually find practical ways to start building it into our life and practicing it, that, that's when the magic happens, you know. That's when you, you find yourself suddenly being able to, to focus more on all of the possibilities instead of just having that moment of panic. I mean, I used to have terrible anxiety. I, I was, you know, you? Uh, an insomniac myself. And I would be just everything on a loop continually. Um, and it's, it, it does take some time sometimes to teach your mind to process things in a different way but it does it does happen and it's you know it's you can be carefree because I've managed to do it yeah and now pretty much you know knowing and having confidence in your own capability is a big thing you know because it's it's so surprising you can be lying there worrying about something is it going to happen is it not going to happen and actually that's kind of irrelevant because what you need to focus on is that whatever happens you can survive and whatever happens you can deal with things um you know it's it's we really underestimate our own capability and we do it so much yeah so how did you become more interested in this work because you were using it for yourself yeah I was yeah I'm a family as well I mean you know um my little boy had a lot of anxiety too. He he was bullied at school when he was um, seven, and he he really struggled. And of course, me being an anxious person as well didn't help. 
So I started looking around for help and solutions and I started studying. That was about, you know, five years ago. And here we are now. Um, and I've been doing this for a while and I've, I've helped a lot of people now. Yeah. And, you know, it really is an amazing thing. It's amazing what people can do. And it's amazing the limits that people put on themselves that just don't need to be there, you know. You really can achieve anything if you just believe that you can. 